friend, all things work together for our good. And that includes our minds and our bodies. Stick around and we'll talk about how all things work together for our good. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I have promised transparent and vulnerable interviews with women that are making a difference in the world. And this week is a very, very special guest from the south side of Chicago, the Dr. Ashley Devers. (laughs) Dr. Ashley is the owner of The Body Max, a full-service chiropractic clinic that cares not only about your physical health, but your complete state of being. Dr. Ashley believes your mind and body are interconnected and that by treating the body properly, you will exhibit less stress, anxiety, and experience true serenity. I think we all need more of that. Dr. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. (laughs) Y'all, we all know by now, that the first segment is all about everybody's personal definition of joy. So Dr. Ashley, what does joy look like, feel like, smell like to mm. you? I, um, when I think about joy, honestly, I think about a family picnic. Mm. Like I think about like sitting down in like a lawn chair and you got the card table and you guys are playing spade or bid whiz and everybody knows each other, right? Everybody knows everybody's kind of like been grown up together. So there's like a deep connection that everybody's spirit is having together. And you're just talking a whole bunch of smack. You're eating some watermelon. Everybody's just relaxing. Nobody's pressed for time. You're just enjoying the moment. To me, that sense of joy is just irreplaceable. And honestly, whenever someone says, oh, you know, just find your happy place, I'm like, it's a beach mm. or it's a picnic. It's a beach or a picnic. <laughs> yes. So joy for me is just that sense of being in a place where you feel comfortable, not pressed for time, and just being able to be yourself. Mm-hmm. So growing up, did you have these huge family gatherings? I did. Okay. I had, I had several, right? So I... I like I always so I have three grandfathers and gr- three grandmothers. So you had several different like family gatherings that I would be around. And so while each one of them had a different feel to it, mm-hmm. it was all still family. And I honestly, like I even have a tattoo of family on my foot because mm-hmm. that is, and my siblings, we all have it together. And so like for me, family is like a huge root of who I am. And that's where I find a lot of my security and all that. So yeah, me and me and just that setting of, relaxation and just Mm. not being pressed for time that's that's pure joy to me you can relax when you know you're in safety Mm -hmm. all your guards can relax you can let your hair down you could just be free to be exactly who you are when you're around people that just know you before you knew who you were yes yeah and accepted you before they even knew the full essence of Mm -hmm. who you were yeah and encourage you to be all that you are as well Mm -hmm. so then i wonder how is it being we're in houston we're recording this in houston yes how is that separation distance prior to us getting um starting the recording we were talking about you know my parents are still in chicago 
and we live in Houston. How is that distance? How are you dealing with that separation? Uh-huh. So I have, <laughs> so when I was in um, high school and everybody was trying to figure out what college they wanted to go to, um, I did have the desire to travel the world. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go out of state because I got to travel the world and um, I'm going to do first stop Houston. Okay. Wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I was like, first stop Houston. My first and last stop was in Houston, but you know, whatever. Um, so I went and for school, undergrad, I went to school and um, graduated. And so then it was like, okay, where do you find a job? And of course, like as much as I wanted to go back home to Chicago, it was who was going to hire me first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time, and I still believe that's true to today, um, the job market's just a little bit better. Um, and so I found a job here quicker or sooner than I found it in Chicago. So while I've always wanted to kind of go back to Chicago to be around my family, it is hard not to have my physical blood family um, nearby. I do have some family in Texas. Don't get me wrong. I Mm -hmm. have um, my uncles and some um, some cousins that still live here in Houston um, that I'll go visit. But there's nothing like, you know, your parents, your siblings and having that. So I definitely treasure when I'm around them. I go there at least once or twice a year, um, sometimes three or four, but at least Mm -hmm. right ever for the last I'm not going to say how many years I've been here, but every year just know I've gone back home and I just, it just makes me really appreciate it. And that's where I think I find that joy and I can really find that peace and I don't take it for granted Mm -hmm. while, you know, someone else may, may or may not, you know, but um, someone else may take that for granted because they see them all the time. And so, um, like my parents are just a phone call away. So, well, my mom is just a phone call away. And, um, so I just, I just really just try to embrace those moments that I have with them when I go home. Yeah, that's good. I'm actually going home next weekend. You know, some of us are going home next weekend. I shall not. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. My mom will be here for Christmas. Okay. That is our annual thing. I go there for Mother's Day. My mother comes here for Christmas. So looking forward to that. I want to ask, you talked about going to school. Y'all, if you look up Dr. Ashley's resume, she has all the degrees from all the schools (laughs) that make you a certified expert in your field. And I am curious, when did you become curious about the way the body works and how it all works together? (laughs) Okay, so when did I become curious? Um, I wouldn't say... I guess it is curiosity, but more so like a passion, like, you know, that fire that struck Mm -hmm. and um, it it occurred. (laughs) Okay, so in school, um, you know, you're growing. Right. So you do childish things when you're growing. And I didn't do well in biology. Really? I couldn't find, you know, my routine in that subject. So I didn't do well in that class at all. And um, a part of me, you know, was like, I can't do it. It is what it is. You know, I'm just going to, you know, have bad grades when it comes to science or whatnot. And then I came across anatomy and physiology. Now, I started off not too well in that class, but it was crunch time. And when I tell you, I was like, you know, when like procrastinators, Mm -hmm. right, their adrenaline just 
you know, strikes like yeah. at the last minute. That's what happened to me. And in that, in those moments of me having to stay up late, having to get like, I got this huge expo board. Right. And I was like writing, even in my dorm room, like I was writing like different muscles and insertions. And I just was like, this is really interesting. I'm so mad that I spent half the semester goofing <laughs> off and not really paying attention to this. But just the fact that like knowing the body and understanding how it is that you can stand up out of a chair, mm. how it is that you can run, how it is that you can walk, how it is that you can get in and out of a shower. These are the things that we take for granted that our body just does automatically. So what happens when you can't do it? Mm. You know, like how do you break down each individual movement to strengthen it so that you can get back to doing things of your daily activity that you used to take for granted so that you can do and do more and powerful things. And so, um, for me, that's, it just, it was just really a spark. And, you know, of course it came from the procrastination thing, but I was like, I'd procrastinated before, but it was never, it never felt like this passionate. Wow. It never felt like I was like, man, I want more time with these books. I want more time with this subject. So yeah, it's, it, I just went with it. Wow. <laughs> God. So of all then the medical studies that relate to how this muscle works and of all the physical medical studies, mm -hmm. then why chiropractic? Mm, that's a great question. Um, chiropractic, uh, we, me and chiropractic have a very interesting story. Okay, let's get into it. So, okay, so I was in martial arts. My mother put me in martial arts because she mm. wanted me to learn how to defend myself if I ever needed to. Okay. Um, so in middle school, I was in a martial arts and I believe I was in martial arts. If I count the years, maybe like six years, um, I became a black belt. So, and I was, um, also an instructor. So I was Damn. there all the time okay. and I got an understanding of controlling your mind, right? Controlling your body, being, um, in tune with your body and what is going on with your body. Mm -hmm. Um, not always feeding it substances that it doesn't necessarily have control over, right? Um, if if you can help it mm -hmm. um, and just really understanding like your breathing, your, you know, and just like your, even your digestive system, things of that, like paying attention to that. So um, in, in high school, I went to uh, my martial arts teacher and my martial arts teacher, we, you know, sometimes would sit down and talk because he's my mentor and, you know, I'm one of the students I'm, as well as an instructor. So he was like, I see you as a chiropractor. And I was like, what is a chiropractor? Like this was, Oh, I'm telling my, my age. It's relative to everybody, but this was like in 2004, 2003, mm -hmm. something like that. And I was like, what in the world is a chiropractor? I don't know what a chiropractor, nobody knew about chiropractic. Right. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And I just brushed it off. And then later on, I went, I got my undergraduate degree in nutrition and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with that because I got the nutrition because I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I just didn't know what kind. Mm -hmm. And I would shadow like different MDs and I was just like, mm, I'm not, you know, not sure about that. And then I shadowed some p physical therapists as well because I was like, I really like how the, you know, mm -hmm. body works. So I was like, and the anatomy and physiology story, I was like, I think physical therapy, yeah. like that, that, I think that's the thing. And so then I shadowed a couple of physical therapists and it just didn't provide that spark for me. I, I, I can't explain it mm -hmm. other than that. And so then, um, one PT came to me and she, we were talking and she was like, you should probably shadow a chiropractor. And I was like, chiropractor, mind you, I forgot about the whole conversation. Right. Like, martial arts. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I, was, <laughs> I was like, I should shadow. Okay, fine. I'm shadowing. Like what, you know, what mm -hmm. am I going to lose? So then I shadowed a chiropractor and I think he was like late sixties, early seventies and he was still working. And I was like, why are you still working? <laughs> because in my mind, I'm going to be retired by mm -hmm. then. 
And so he was like, no, no, no. My, my family is trying to make me retire. I don't want to retire. Mm. I love what I do. Um, I may not be. And at that time he had finished doing like the, you know, the cracking and stuff like the physical labor, mm -hmm. but he was more into like the plants portion and just like the holistic and the nutrition um, part. And he loved spending time in his garden, like things like that. And mm. he could still incorporate that into his practice. And in my mind, when I saw that, and I saw that he was able to do several different things within one profession, I was like, that's what I want. I mm. want the opportunity that chiropractic provides because we are, um, the word is escaping me right now, but basically you can come to a chiropractor. You don't need a referral from a doctor. So right. we or for an MD, uh, cause we are doctors as well, but an MD, you don't need a referral from. Um, so it allows me to just basically kind of the, yeah, it's like the opportunities are endless with chiropractic. And so I just really appreciated that. And, um, and yeah, and I could start my own practice so I could even explore the spirit of me being an entrepreneur as well as being a doctor and a clinician and being able to do the anatomy and physiology component. I said, this is, this is it. Like this, this is, is the package. This is what I want to do. So that's, that's how I ended up with chiropractic. And years later I came, I was like, remember you said I was going to be a chiropractic so well about that. I enrolled in school and he was like, I told you. Wow, wow. And so I love when things come full circle mm -hmm. and how important it is to have mentors that see, we were just saying, that see you before you can see yourself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even before we were able to really fully accept. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what that was, but thank you for also, he didn't extend pressure. He just gave you an idea. Mm -hmm. What you did with it was your business. Right, right, right. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and now it is literally is it's your my business. business. <laughs> Good one. I see what you did there. <laughs> I do have a question. You mentioned it earlier. There are, have you ever experienced any hesitation from people that are like chiropractic? No, I don't, I don't want anybody working on me or cracking on me. How do you deal with the naysayers or sometimes the haters or doubters that between Western and Eastern medicine? I think you really literally just gave the answer when you talked about my martial arts instructor. I just guide people based on how they are comfortable. Um, if they have hesitations and they have questions, I am there to answer it. If you're not ready, you're simply not ready and it's okay. If you become ready and you're like, hey, I just need a little, and I, sometimes I try to read the, the you know, read the room mm -hmm. and I see, okay, are you, telling me because you're interested and you just want me to kind of nudge you into the room <laughs> or are you telling me because you're just honestly not interested and if you're not interested I can totally respect that because there's a lot of things I'm not interested in doing I'm not interested in bungee jumping and you can talk try to talk to me for three hours about bungee jumping and what's not gonna happen is me getting tied up to one rope and then fell you know falling off a cliff no it's not gonna happen and and I hope that you're okay with that because I'm not losing sleep over <laughs> right. So if you're okay with me not bungee jumping, then that's great. If you are not okay with me not bungee jumping, that's fine too. Either way, I'm not going to do it. So yeah, if for me, I just kind of assess to see if they have any questions. And if they have questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Um, and then if they just have like, hey, that's just not what I want to do, I can totally respect that. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so then you mentioned the physical labor mm -hmm. of being a chiropractor. Yes. I have seen, um, I've gone to I think I've had two had several adjustments yes it is very very physical 
um, or can be very physical. Yes. They say, you know, if you've ever had gone to be adjusted, they always say, don't worry, don't worry. We're not going to let you fall off the table. Oh. <laughs> yes. Now, I can say I've, they've never let me fall, but it is it's a trust exercise every single it is. time. It but is. it is very physical. Mm -hmm. How do you take care of yourself? Well, you speak loads. <laughs> because how do I take care of myself? Because when you said that just now, how I received it was, how do you take care of your whole self? I do. Mm -hmm. Because not only are we in physical labor, mm -hmm. but we're also like Taking physical labor, on. but we're and it's an energy exchange as mm -hmm. well. And so I can easily say I work out. I think, you know, whatever you probably say tell. it. She got, she got the Michelle Obama arms. Right. Come on. Michelle. And I haven't always had these. And so I was the when I saw them, I said, come through. Thank you. Thank you. But um, so I do work out. I want to make sure that I'm stronger than the, the force that I need for the adjustment, because a lot of times if I don't exert the amount of force that's needed, then that force comes back to me and it will hurt me. There's a mm. lot of chiropractors out there that are injured and actually can't practice because they've had either a wrist injury or a shoulder injury or they have back problems as well. So it is oh, actually wow. a very, very important thing that chiropractors take care of their physical body. Um, in order to practice this. Now, if you are, so I'm, I call myself kind of like an Amazon cause I'm tall, mm -hmm. right. And I'm strong too. So, but not all chiropractors are my build, right. Especially a lot of females. Some of them are very small and very petite, but then that also kind of drives where and how you practice. Mm -hmm. So the smaller petite type chiropractors are typically your like family prenatal, pediatric type chiropractors that deliver adjustments to children and to, you know, smaller women. And so because I just have a little bit more of a build and my passion is more towards athletes, I do prenatal as well. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I got into it and I fell in love with it and I was like, okay, prenatal and athletics. I'm sorry. It's, it's weird, but yeah. we're going with it because that's my passion. That's what God gave me. So this is where I'm going. But but all in all, um, it really just depends on the biomechanics of yourself, how you leverage yourself in the room when you're adjusting someone. You do have to use physics. You do have to have the experience. You do have to understand how much force. And some people need a lot of force. Some people don't need a lot of force. So it really just, it's a, it's, it's a dance that mm -hmm. happens with the adjustment room. But taking care of my physical self, I work out. And I also get adjusted, right? I get adjusted. I get massages. So I am taking care of my body um, in order to provide the service that I provide for everyone else and hold myself accountable to the things that I say. Mm -hmm. How do you prepare yourself for the work? Because as you mentioned, it is very physical, mm -hmm. but you are also dealing with people that are in pain. Mm -hmm and some that have been in pain for years mm -hmm. and didn't know they've been going to this doctor and this doctor and this doctor and they're coming like, can you help me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> can anybody help me? Mm -hmm. How do you deal with getting started taking on the, the energy or the emotional turmoil that you handle sometimes on a day-to-day -day basis? I think over time it's been just the confidence of understanding and knowing that I've seen this before. Mm. I've seen their pain before. I've seen their beginning before, and I've seen their results before mm. as well. And so having the confidence when I walk into the room and saying, hey, I see you, I see that you're in pain. So just kind of having that confidence and letting them know, hey, this is you know something that 
you're okay. you will be okay. And mm-hmm. they're like, really? And I'm like, well, just give me a shot one step at a time. And over time, you'll notice for yourself. I wonder about this. When you go, sometimes you'll get a treatment plan and it's for so many weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get personally disappointment, disappointed when a patient doesn't adhere to the schedule or when they fall off of the treatment plan? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because like I, I signed up like, you know, I went to school, I paid, I'm still paying, you know, (laughs) in order to provide a service, but not just a service, but a freedom for people. Mm. And so when I do, when I, when I've invested into your health, um, and you begin the process and let's say you fall off, um, I do feel some kind of way, but at the same time, I also understand that there's so many different variables that are outside of that situation that I can't take it to heart. I can't take it personal and I can't be mad at you. Mm. Right. So let's say you probably you walked in the door. So you want to find you're ready to, you know, find the relief, but sometimes it's a work schedule. Sometimes it's, you know, I have the kids this summer or, you know, it just depends on what it is. And so it's just a matter of providing grace and just being there for someone when they're ready and just saying, Hey, I'm not going anywhere. Whenever you're ready to resume, we can do it. I've had people with like really, really bad work schedules where they can only come on Saturdays and I'm going to be like, okay, well, if you can only come on Saturdays that we're open, it may take us a little bit longer, but as long as we're able to do something, that's something better. is better than nothing. Right. And so that's, that's the approach that I take it. And so it's kind of like just working with them because they stepped into the office for a reason. They want this for themselves as well. So it's just trying to find a balance where you can help them and then mm-hmm. they can help themselves as well. And sometimes if you don't want to help yourself, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Like you can't save everybody and, and it's not for me to save. Life is not in my control. It's in God's control. And if, if I'm not the avenue that he's going to use to get you better, then he'll find another way and that, you know, and that will be fine too. So I, I try not to put myself in that situation where I feel like I can control that situation and I'm just there to help how mm-hmm. I can. And if you, you know, are able to get that help, then I'm here. Mm-hmm. But if not, that's okay too. It's all right. Yeah. It's all love. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't like drama. I do <laughs> not like, you know, having like ill, like feelings towards someone and I don't hold on to stuff. I let stuff go. That's why I work out. Cause you know, my, that iron gets all my aggression mm. and that's where it needs to be. It doesn't need to be on people for what? Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's just me though. I just, I don't know. I don't, I just don't like to have that feeling of like, tension mm-hmm. when I see someone like let's say I see them in the grocery store and I have not seen them and they're like I'm gonna make an appointment we both know you're not gonna make an appointment <laughs> so, okay but it's okay mm-hmm. it's all good it's it's nothing but love yeah. so you're good mm-hmm. yeah that's good thank you so much for asking <laughs> for answering that you mentioned earlier and we talked about in the opening that you are the owner of the Body Max. Yes. So you are an entrepreneur. Tell me what that's like having your own <laughs> business. Um, Every day I just want to like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> is this for me? Is this really what I signed up for? I don't know. And everybody's like, ma'am, 
Yes, because <laughs> if you, if this was not for you, you would not be making the strides that you're making. And so I, I definitely have to have a support system around me that keeps me just going and pushing. But um, how is it to be an entrepreneur? It's a daily, it's a struggle. But I try to remember that everyone has a struggle, whether you're an entrepreneur or not an entrepreneur. Everybody's going through something, you know, in their workforce and it requires them to be strong. Mm. And so you have to just draw, you know, you have to I don't just you got to be strong like you know just suck it up put your big girls good big girl pants on mm -hmm. and you know push through and power through so being an entrepreneur um there's a lot of different moving factors and honestly I think it also feeds into my adrenaline junkie self okay because I'm like huh, 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 huh. and then everybody's like girl you know sit down somewhere and I'll be like okay <laughs> So how important is it to have a staff that you dep can depend on and can trust to maintain things while you are in the back doing treatments? It is vital. Okay. It is vital to the company to have a staff that um, I can depend on. But with that, I also have to know that um, I have, there's a certain level of responsibility on my part to make sure that everybody knows that not only do I support you mm -hmm. but you support me so it's like it's a give and take type relationship so mm -hmm. they know that if somebody came in like there was this one person that came into the clinic and it only happened one time in the last four years that I've been in clinic but they came in and they had a really bad attitude and I just so happened to be in the front and I was like, I told the front desk, and no one else was in the clinic, thank God. Mm -hmm. But I told the front desk to go to the back. I said, go to the back. And I told him, I said, you can't talk to my employees like that. Mm. I was like, I understand if you have a problem, you can come and talk to me. You can see, you know, and we can have a discussion. But I can't have you come into my clinic talking to my employees like that. So, so knowing that the, the staff, knowing that the staff has my back and the staff knowing that I have their yeah. back, I think is um, extremely important to the culture of what we have. Because like we said in the beginning mm -hmm. with the family, right, you have to feel some sort of support, some mm -hmm. some um, ability to be vulnerable because in the back, I'm vulnerable in the front. If I'm in the back, I can't be in the front, yeah. right? So if they have my back there and then I'm, you know, then I'm like, okay, well, when she, you get to the front, she's going to say this, this. So they're already prepped. So she doesn't feel like they, you know, she has to introduce mm -hmm. a whole new topic. So we're all like working together so yeah. that everybody's on the same page and it makes the patient feel comfortable because then no one's Nobody's looking like, huh? right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. One of my final questions um, we met surprisingly in the beauty shop probably a couple months ago mm -hmm. and sh I knew she was coming in our stylist shout out to Suzette hey Miss Suzette hey Suzette and okay. um, I knew she was coming in because Suzette was Savvy Sue. yes <laughs> absolutely she was singing her praises and I was like oh man I can't wait to meet your chiropractor so she comes in and ever since I started the podcast I have a natural habit now I want to know everything about everybody so we're talking, and then you asked me a question that has stayed with me because it's challenged me. <laughs> I was prepared for you to ask me what I did. Mm. And instead, you asked me what my hobbies were. And the reason it challenged me, y'all, is because I could not answer the question. So I want to thank you publicly because since then... I have been on a quest to be able to answer your question because I recognized um, that my life 
had become about the podcast. And it had become very, very imbalanced. So I want to thank you again for making sure that I slowed down to rest enough to understand that God had given me more. While this is a great gift and a passion, God has given me more. And so my hobby, I can now answer the question, <laughs> is reading. So I want to thank you for that. Okay, I need a tissue. Oh, yeah. do you have one right here? Oh, so good. Okay. So now I want oh, yeah, to. I think you might need one. Um, so now I have to ask you the same question. Okay. What is your hobby? <sighs> okay. So um, my hobbies, I mentioned um, working out, but going on vacation. Um, mm. And honestly, water, it's so weird. But whenever I can, whenever I feel like I need to recharge, Yes. I just need to go around water. Yes, same. So sometimes I'll just take a trip and I'll go to Gal. Well, I don't go to Galveston, but I'll go to like, you know, the beach kind of like surfside mm -hmm. area and I'll just sit there and I'll just sit in the back of my car and I'll just like breathe in and I'll just look and it's just so rejuvenating. Mm -hmm. And so that is, I, I, I'm, I think not being pressed for time, mm -hmm. just being able to relax and just kind of be with your thoughts. I think that is like the strongest hobby that I can do. Now, I also salsa dance and mm -hmm. I go, yes, I love the salsa dance. That's also a really good thing that I like to do. When I tell you, since that moment, every person I've talked to, I have asked them, excuse me, what's your hobby? Mm. Because I am genuinely curious beyond what we do because mm -hmm. that's just an aspect of who we are right mm -hmm. it's not who we are mm -hmm. but what do you do that gives you satisfaction mm -hmm. that lights that passion that when at the end of the day when we retire because that is my goal i want to be able to retire mm -hmm. then what mm -hmm. yes and so and how can you sneak it into your life right now mm -hmm. right now and so i want to thank you for that i am on a quest I've been I'm literally I'm like, how can I answer this question? Not just for you, but for, for me. Uh, so thank you. Very welcome. So the final, final question is to look ahead. And mm -hmm. I love that you are on this journey of, of self-love and self-discovery. Mm -hmm. Would you dare share your vision for yourself or for your business in five year five years from now? I've always had the dream and I think with you asking me this question like literally right now it's making me actually like speak it into existence I've never even written it down I've always just kind of have it in my mind but I never like actually spoke it out loud but I've always um, wanted to create an avenue for others to experience the type of fulfillment that I feel mm. and I think with the body max the next step for the body max is to really create that avenue for other people um, it's given me a lot um, it's given me a lot of confidence it's given me a lot of joy it's given me a lot of victories challenges too mm -hmm. but um, I want to provide that for other people and so what I want to do within the next five to ten years is really provide space for other chiropractors to do 
what I do, <laughs> you know, and um, and allow them to grow. I feel like when I was first coming out, I didn't necessarily have the opportunity mm -hmm. and God really just orchestrated it. Like it was just so beautiful how he did it. It was not how I would want it to mm -hmm. be done. But at the end of the day, you're like, I see what you did there. God. Yeah. All right. I can respect it. <laughs> Um, and so I just want to make it a little bit easier, you mm -hmm. know, for other people coming behind me. And so I think Body Max on the next step is going to be creating that avenue for others. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, we didn't get all sentimental and soft at the end. Yes! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. If someone is in the Houston area or they're making a visit to Houston, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I need to get in to make an adjustment or I want to try it for the first time. Mm -hmm. How can they uh, make an appointment? How can they find out more about the body mask? Oh, well, several ways. Well, we are on Instagram. Okay. So my personal one is Dr. Ashley Devers. And then also we have body max Cairo. So it's at body max Cairo. Um, now, if you're wanting to make an appointment, you can go on our website, which is thebodymax.com. Um, and you can also call or even text our phone number. It's 832-940-940. 9892. I'm going to give it to you again just one more time. 832-940-9892. And that is how you can call or text to schedule an appointment. And we would love to have you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, please, please, please. Your health is your wealth. Take advantage of the opportunity. Get in touch, especially if you are in the Houston, Pearland, Webster, anywhere you can drive make an appointment yes <laughs> yes please please do drop in the comments your favorite takeaway from this episode let us know what your hobbies are what do you do that gives you fulfillment outside of your traditional job what gives you joy let us know please share subscribe and let dr ashley know what you're taking away that she has shared with you that has Please made your do. life uh, a little bit better because she has shared her story with us. And if you are also a black belt, because I didn't know that before today. <laughs> if you are also a black belt or in search of Michelle Obama arms, oh, maybe she can drop yeah, her workout yeah. video. Oh. Let, her know, let us know. <laughs> I can invite you to my gym. Absolutely. All the things. We need to have a group workout session. Let's get all that scheduled. Um, oh, but thank so you so much, Dr. Absolutely. Ashley. This has been a pleasure and a treat. I am y'all. I get excited every one, every single interview. I'm like, yay, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Um, but until we gather again every single Thursday, may God increase your joy, grant you strength for the journey, and give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends. Bye. <laughs>